And welcome back. I'm Ron Alesco, and I have a guest who, I can't believe it, but Father Time tells me that uh, it's been over 20 years <laughs> since she was yeah. the last a guest on my program. Uh, it, it seems like yesterday, and she continues to record and tour, and she's currently on tour here in the U.S., or uh, I guess annual U.S. tour, and she's just released an album called Nine Apples of Gold, which is simply amazing, and I am so happy to welcome back karen casey karen Hi. it's so good so good to see you again even though we're on the internet it's, yes. uh, it's good to thanks. be with you thanks ron thanks a million thank uh, you well um uh, it's good to have you back in the u.s i know you've uh, since when you were here originally back so many years ago you were still living in the u.s but you, you've since moved to uh, to ireland raised a family continue to make music and um you're also doing some other things which would i'd like to talk about in the course mm -hmm. of, the, of this uh, little visit but first let's talk about this new album nine apples of gold uh just released what was the background on this uh how did this album come to be well um i suppose uh uh, this was made during the pandemic and um i was i was really lucky to work with um Sean O'Graham who's a great guitar player and i work with him a lot and um he has a fantastic studio up in Antrim and so we basically when the pandemic came uh, when we've been talking about making an album but then when the pandemic came you know we were all off the road and uh so we started sending each other um ideas via dropbox he'd send me a riff and i'd send him words and then we tried to actually to meet up a few times but uh he got covered one time and i did another oh. and but so you know in a way it really i know this sounds ironic but it really helped the whole process we had more time it's probably the first time in my whole career that I've been off the road so I had a lot of time to to think and work right mm -hmm. and uh yeah so we we wrote some songs together I had written some songs I had written Nine Apples of Gold already uh, for a different um commission I was commissioned actually to write this and so I suppose I, I was reading a lot about Irish mythology. The Nine Apples of Gold comes from Manon and MacLear, who's the god of the sea. And his daughter, uh, Cleana, was said to have three birds that flew around with her. And whenever they ate the apples, they sang so beautifully that they could cure all illness. Mm -hmm. So I just loved the magic of that story. And I suppose the whole imagery of the apples, we have it, it's so deeply embedded um, in our psyche. Uh, I couldn't resist not trying to get it into the into the song. And and I suppose the notion of a wave as well, ton cleana is the Irish word, cleana is a wave. And so she can go from a sort of a, a whisper to a, a huge roar or a bellow. And so for a singer, I really liked that whole notion, which is kind of, I think, a big part of the album. Um, it talks about Mother Nature, the healing found in that, and also talks about female friendship and camaraderie and, you know, uh, my usual store, you know, uh, love songs and social justice songs yeah 
Well, the album is, is certainly filled with with some wonderful songs. And I, I think what we ought to do now is play the title cut, Nine Apples of Gold. And we, we'll come back and we'll talk a little more with Karen Casey.
that is the title cut from Karen Casey's new album, Nine Apples of Gold. What's uh, a, a beautiful song. And, uh, you know, Karen, I, I think when you first burst on the scene uh, with, with the group Solace, uh, you quickly became one of the, the most recognized voices in, in Irish music. And watching your progression over the years and, and seeing the different projects and seeing the songwriting that you've become so brilliant at, um, yet you still managed to, to carry that roots, like you were telling us the mythology of this mm-hmm. particular song. Um, I, I, I guess your, your muse has always been rooted in Irish tradition, but yet using it somehow to bring it into the contemporary world that we're living in. Yeah, well, that, thank you. I mean, you know, it hasn't, it's like, I think music and, you know, your, the process of music, you know, I don't like thinking of it as production, but the process, uh, you know, I would have started out as an interpretive singer, really, of right. traditional song. And, you know, that's a gift. It's a huge gift. I was really well looked after. I had people in my life like Frank Hart, Ani yeah. Callig, Mick Maloney, all people who nurtured in me. The They wanted to pass on the songs, but they were also all very open minded and kind. And they listened to a wide uh, birth of songs. And uh, so the songwriting, yes, has been a labor of love. You know, it's a very different craft to uh, being a singer. And so I, I had to grow into it um, and I had to just work away at it and uh, get better at it. It's taken a long time uh, for me to, I think, be be at home, even with describing myself as a singer songwriter. You know, 10 mm-hmm. years ago, I would have gone, oh, Jesus, don't write that into the bio. You know, whereas now I, I'm much more comfortable and I also have got more comfortable in drawing from the well of the tradition because it's it's huge and it's so deep and it's endlessly giving. And so I suppose I take a lot of the idioms from traditional song. Well, I don't even notice that, but I suppose when I looked back in writing and talking about this album, I had borrowed a lot from the tradition mm-hmm. and borrowed from the, the mythology. And yeah, I do. I'm trying to bring it into the 21st century and trying to shape it for modern years. And it's not like it's a project. It's like, you know, that's just what I'm at. That seems to be what I'm doing. It's, yeah. it's, it's part of you. I, I, I think that's the best way to, to look at traditional and folk music. You know, it's, it's not a museum piece. It's something yeah. that you live with. And you've, you've certainly done that uh, on this album and, and all of your, all of your work. Um, it, it's hard though, because I know sometimes you, you put a lot of your own personal life in, in music, all songwriters mm. do. Uh, is that difficult for you after you write a song? Say, like you said before, do, did I really want to say that? Is that, uh, is yeah, that, that's, that's that the problem, you know, and as a traditional singer, you don't generally sing in the, in the first person. Right. So, you know, there's a lot of imagery, allegory, allusions, you know, metaphoric, uh, uh, lyrics so I kind of feel more at home in that when I get when it gets very personal which this some of this album really is yeah I, I feel I have to put a kind of a cushion around me I mean music in a, in and of itself is so powerful you know it carries a lot of the emotion right. and the, the people I work with 
uh, are very kind to me. And it, music is like a bam, really. And then when you add the words, then things become slightly more tricky, you know, because they're so accessible to everyone. Mm -hmm. So I kind of like to allow the music itself to carry a lot of the, the emotion and then put the words um, on top. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so... I would be, you know, I, I suppose as a folk singer, I'm standing in that long tradition, honorable, you know, tradition of speaking out against injustice, of trying to make the world a better place. And, you know, I'm being very sincere about that. It's not just something that you throw out there. I think my whole uh, song choices from day one were, were about that because I believe mm -hmm. in the power of music. I believe like last night I was in Club Passim and everybody sang along and it was absolutely beautiful. And, mm -hmm. you know, we commune through music. We've done it for centuries, forever. And I think if you can build uh, trust in the room, then the hope is that we can build it outside because sure. we really need it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. and it, it's a way of building community and, and mm. making people feel that they're together. Mm. Um, there, there's one really powerful song on here. It's a little different from some of your other work, uh, a song called I, I Live in a Country. Mm. Um, yeah. Tell us about this one. Well, you know, I I uh, during the pandemic, I also finished a play that I had started in about 2011. And it was a long, you know, I didn't really know what I was doing. I was trying out different things. I was writing poems. I was doing kind of sound design with my husband, Niall Valley. And, you know, I was just trying out different techniques. I was also back playing a lot of piano. And I ended up writing this play called I Walked Into My Head. And it was premiered in the Kilkenny Arts Festival uh, of the summer of 21 during the pandemic. And um, so I tried out different things. And one of the things was speaking the lyrics. And, you know, there you fall into that footfall of the meter. You know, poetry in Ireland is very uh stylized you know there's the very old um meter that kind of holds you up it's a bit like the song mm. and so this song borrows a lot of that material from that play where I it was called I walked into my head and the idea was I walk into my head and I walk down a corridor and I go into rooms or stanzas and uh talk about people in my life or uh, experiences, talk about Irish history. And a lot of it focused on women and women over particularly the last century. And, you know, women in Ireland have had a very difficult time. We've fought uh, long and hard um, for our freedoms, um, some of which, you know, uh, we, we're a good news story. You know, the gay marriage, it was one, Ireland was one of the first countries to bring that in, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. And I love the campaign around that because it was, um, uh, was they had a, a campaign called Ring Your Granny. And you were supposed to telephone your grandmother or granda and tell them about your experience if you were gay or if you had a friend who was gay. And it really just opened up the whole secrecy and um, trauma around that. 
And I really loved the way the campaign, which was led mostly by young, really well-educated women. We have an extraordinary crop of uh, the next generation in Ireland are probably the most educated we have. And also that went then into reproductive rights in Ireland, which was the next campaign. So, you know, so a lot of the song talks about that. It talks about uh, the suffering that Irish women have gone through, but also about coming out of that, campaigning for it, being hopeful and coming together. I think that's a massive part in uh, in joining together to have dialogue and make things make things better. So that's a lot of what it's about. Country. I am the tongue, I am her tongue I have one smooth tongue and I have one rough tongue I am here and I am listening I am the small roundy ear that has heard it all We are the daughters of the witches that you could not burn for centuries we are the daughters of the mother and baby homes when you had us down upon our knees. We are the daughters of the Magdalene laundries when you did what you pleased. I want to be me I want to be me 
piece called I Live in a Country. And that is Karen Casey from the new album, Nine Apples of Gold. Karen is with us today. Um, powerful piece, uh, a bit different from some of your other work, but as you mentioned, yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you know, it, it's it's interesting that you're, you know, you're, you're doing spoken word. I know that's mm. what you were telling us about the, um, the, the production of I Walked Into My Head. Um, how, how did you get into that? area of performance i mean that that's a little different from from what you do but what was it that brought you to that um i suppose you see i have all these lyrics that i've written down like i've notebook after notebook are on word now here in the computer and you know often i would have tried to kind of hammer them into a song you know in the past mm -hmm. and then i thought they're not really working at songs they're not actually songs so i thought okay i'll just say them and I was kind of released. I could say things. And it's very interesting, you know. You know, I'm obsessed, obviously, as a singer, you put things out into a room and how how do you connect with people? That's mainly our job. That's what we do. And how do we allow people to come back with us on the stage? You know, you, you're trying to kind of fill that gap or not mm -hmm. have that gap between the stage person and the audience. And I thought that if I said things that somehow people would listen or hear them differently, you know, mm. so I, I and I think it's true. You see, sometimes when you sing, there's the bam, as we were talking about earlier of the music, and it kind of washes over people and they might necessarily hear what you're saying, because, well, one of the things was I. I, you know, in traditional song, you you do your song, but you often tell there's a backstory. There's always a backstory. You know, it's a huge part of Irish tradition. And if I said or explained the song, uh, often people afterwards would talk about what I said as opposed to what I sang. Hmm. Yeah. So I kind of that whole notion of holding out the song for everyone and holding out dreams or putting them into the room and allowing people to come to the song lyrics from their own perspective, but come together maybe in a more gentle way or more persuasive way. So I kind of was trying to figure out, you know, how to do that. Uh, right. Yeah, I did do a, I went back to college as if I don't have enough to be doing, but I, <laughs> in my madness, I went back to college in 2016. And so I was kind of surrounded by people, you know, having deep academic conversations around this kind of thing, which were uh, kind of useful. <laughs> <All right. laughs> but it definitely made me think about these things and it allowed me, you know, they were also doing all these, all the, uh, classmates were also doing all these different kind of performances so I was very inspired by that and I just wanted to try it and try out sure. different things and and I got to which is great <laughs> well I'm glad yeah. you did it's yeah. it, it's so exciting to hear mm. um, and you know I, I, what you're mentioning about the songs uh, writing lyrics that don't really fit to music I, I I can't help but think of Woody Guthrie who wrote thousands of pieces that were never put to music mm. like one of his most famous songs deportee that was just mm. a poem that somebody else put to music yes so, yeah so, so it's good to see what, what you're doing and i understand you're, you're working on another um uh production uh, yes. it's going to be a stage show about women in the irish revolutionary period yeah yeah so during all this research uh well it's reading like i love it research is a bit of a 
you know, it's, I don't find it hard. I love right. it. So again, in 2016, I was invited to come to Dune in County Limerick um, and to sing at the unveiling of a plaque for, as it turned out, my great grandfather, oh. uh, who is, was called um, Packy Ryan. And um, I knew a little bit about him because I knew him from my granny, uh, who was a great singer and taught me how to sing. And she had this old scrapbook and it was all about her dad and um so he was very involved in the rebellion in 1916. And I had kind of half knew this, but not really. And then uh, as the centenary celebrations came around, a lot of people were, um, uh, you know, kind of going back and studying their history. And um, so I tur- it turned out he had, he had been in, uh, in jail. He had been on hunger strike. And he his house uh, while he was away in jail was raided multiple times. Mm. Um, and then I started asking questions about my great grandmother, Agnes Ryan. And it turns out she was heavily involved. And so they had 12 children. Wow. They had a kind of a pub or an eating house and they uh, were heavily involved in the rebellion in Limerick. And I didn't really know all this. And I became completely fascinated and started reading uh, all about the time period. And then as an extension, I discovered other women. And then I just, I, I mean, there's just so much wealth uh, about this historic moment. And one of the things about it is that a lot, the precursor to the rebellion, a lot of artists became very involved in the revival of the Irish language, of Irish music. Mm. Uh, arts and a lot of the women were um, campaigning for the vote and so the way they would campaign was go around the country and give talks and it's it's fascinating their their speeches and they would put on shows uh, and with um, tableau vivants which were this old-fashioned type of uh, frame framing historical experiences and then uh, they would write poems. They would open up newspapers, run newspapers. There were 340 newspapers in Ireland in 1912. Wow. Yeah. And so they just all went across the country talking and campaigning. And that was kind of the previous 10 years to 1916. So again, it's the way the arts are involved in our world and our community and our lives and how much they actually shape our world mm-hmm. or how much they can shape our world. So I was fascinated by that. And I, I essentially wrote a good few songs for some of these women. And now I'm I'm desperately I thought I'd be able to do it on the road, uh, trying to put it all together, you know, uh, put the narrative together. So, yeah, I'm really excited about all this. And I seem to have loads of energy for all this somehow. I don't know. I, I just seem to have a mad energy at the moment. Right. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it's in the genes mm. from what you're telling us about the yeah. history there. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're talking with Karen Casey today, who has a, an incredible new album out called Nine Apples of Gold. Uh, I'd like to play another song, uh, kind of on the theme that we were just talking about. It's a song called Sister, I Am Here For You. Well, that's um again, it's the same thing. I am, um, as well as all those other things, I was involved heavily in a, a group, uh, kind of a collective movement in Ireland called Fair Play. 
And P play is like F-A-I-R and then P-L-E-F-A-D is the Irish word for discussion. And so a lot of us felt in 2018 uh, that, you know, a lot of us were only one woman in, let's say, um, out of 17 performers. You know, I've had a lot of done a lot of tours where I've been the only woman backstage and on the stage. And so a lot of us felt that we needed to do something about the gender balance in folk music and um came together and started uh, campaigning and we ran gigs. We had panel discussions. We had a fantastic day actually on the 9th of June, which was the centenary celebration of what's called Law Naman, which is the day of the women where the women of Ireland in uh, 1918 got together and did an anti-conscription campaign against the British Empire and they won they managed not to allow them to conscript people. Um, so I thought that was amazing. And of course, I didn't know that. I didn't know that that had happened because a lot mm -hmm. of that history is repressed. So um, we organized a day of sessions and we had 30 across the world and people came together and we just said, look, just talk, go yeah. play music, talk, see what the issues are. And we definitely initiated a discussion. I'm really proud of all the work we did with the first uh, academic symposium on women. Um, and then we ended up lobbying with a lot of politicians and ended up making a statement in the Oireachtas, which is the equivalent of the Senate. And essentially, the Minister for the Arts, Catherine Martin, has been fantastic. And she set up this whole, it's kind of like a HR you know, uh, but it's for the for for people in the arts. It's for everybody. It's for all genders, and it's uh, there's free counselling, there's free legal aid, uh, there's you know uh, policies on bullying, anti you know, and anti uh, discrimination. You know, so it's a good news story. We're yeah. really proud of the work we've done, and I met an enormous an enormous amount of incredible people who rode in. Uh, women and men who really gave a lot of their free time and work and so I suppose that that's what this is about this is the camaraderie uh, found in that and I wrote this with Sean O'Graham who was a big part of that campaign and also Niamh Dunn she sings on it and she's a big part of that campaign um, yeah so that's a very long-winded way of talking about this song <laughs> Oh, 
The song Sister, I Am Here For You from Karen Casey and brilliant new album, Nine Apples of Gold. And Karen is here with us today. She's in the middle of a U.S. tour, which we're going to talk about in a moment. But Karen, we were talking about Fair Play, the organization that you uh, were instrumental in, in helping to, to found in, in Ireland. Um, it's also something I think we could use here in the U.S. as well. Um, is there a place that our audience can go to for more information? Yeah, it's uh, www.fairplay.com. And Fair Play, again, is F-A-I-R-P-L-E. And there's a bit of a dash over the E. You don't need that, actually. Right. Uh, .com. Uh, yeah, and there's so much information there that we've put up. Uh, people can go there. Well, that's great. It sounds like you're making a, a big difference, which is yeah. really helps. And as you were saying before about discussion, I think that is so important for sometimes I bet some of these people don't even realize what they're doing when they book a festival and have only one woman performer. And uh, Exactly. You know, yeah. a lot of people and, you know, I have a lot of um, understanding, you know, that was part of it was a lot of people in fairness doing traditional music or doing festivals uh, or you know workshops or whatever and they're not making any money themselves and they're not they're just not thinking right. and so uh yeah so that's we that's kind of why we wanted it to be a conversation as opposed to um, sort of being really cross even though right. I, I have to say at times I was really cross but uh you know and people sort of retreating then in into defensive mode we were trying yeah. to get everyone to come and talk together so you know that was a challenge I'll be honest uh and I learned a lot <laughs> <laughs> uh, I could imagine but it was yeah but it was good it's good yeah. it's all good yeah. It, it is. It's, it's hard not to be angry when, when you see this and when you're when you're affected by it. Mm. But uh, as you said, you know, people get defensive. Once you come at people with anger, they're going to put up that defense right away. And you know, so at least to be able to come to it and explain and mm -hmm. hopefully it'll, it'll make a difference. So good luck with mm. that. I hope, Thank you. hope things continue. Thank and uh, speaking of good luck, I, I you're in the middle of a tour here in the mm. U.S., Mm -hmm. Came came uh, last week where you started out in Vermont. Uh, yes. Tonight, which is March eighth, you're going to be in Harrisburg at the Abbey Bar, a show sponsored by the Susquehanna Folk Music Society. Yes, uh, you got other shows coming up in Ithaca, New York, uh, Ohio, and and close closer to to my home in uh, Blairstown, New Jersey, at Roy's Hall on Friday. Yes, um, yeah. and then, then you're going to end up in Michigan. Your your final show is on the 18th at the Ark. Uh, yeah. A long established club. Uh, how often do you get to the US? About once a year that, that you're touring? Yeah, sometimes it's twice. Sometimes I'm here, or generally here in March, like, you know, most Irish musicians. <laughs> and then, um, uh, and then I, I like coming actually September, October. I sometimes come then. And then I sometimes come if there's festivals in the summer. So I'm coming actually in June, but I'm going to the West Coast up around Portland and I'm coming again in November further south uh, on, the, on the West Coast. Yeah, so yeah, so I come I come a good bit. You know, and I used to live in America. I used to live in New York. Right. So, you know, I have a strong affinity and love for America and I love coming here and I love... I love the energy and I love and I really love, you know, singing and uh, communing with people. Uh, and I seem to have I keep saying the word energy, but I, I seem to have an awful lot of it at the moment. I think it might be to do with my daughters are older. Uh, 
Right. They're 23 and 17 now. So I don't feel uh, that's kind of, you know, I feel like they're okay when I leave. Um, sure. Hopefully. Well, <laughs> or at least I don't have to know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll keep it quiet. I won't tell, right? <laughs> uh, well, we're glad you're doing what you're doing. And, uh, mm. you know, the, I, I won't play this today, maybe next week. But I know you've got a song on here uh, about the, the Gullah Geechee people in, in Georgia. Mm. So yeah, we can see your, your your love for this country too, and, yeah. and we, we do miss you in the New York area and mm. and uh, the brilliant work that you did with Solace and and is now as mm. a solo career. So we hope we uh, we get to see you more often. Mm. Um, and I also want to remind our audience to, to visit your website uh, if you'd like information about this this new album called Nine App um, Nine Apples of Gold, and also your your tour schedule. It's uh, KarenCasey.com, and that's spelled K A. R-A-N-C-A-S-E-Y for, yeah. for our listeners. Um, now that the album is out, uh, I, I suppose you're happy with the way it came out. Or are you already thinking ahead to what your next project's going to be with all that energy that we're talking about? Um, well, I've started uh, organizing for the recording for the revolutionary songs in hopefully May and June but no I'm really enjoying the the tours and I'm really enjoying like I'm out with Matt Heaton and Sheila Falls and I'm really enjoying the gigs so no I'm I'm uh I'm living in the moment actually and right. you know uh enjoying being on on the road and enjoying and really enjoying the gigs uh -huh. uh, yeah, and really enjoying the songs. So it's yeah. good. Yeah. Well, well, we are too, and we're going to be enjoying a lot more in the weeks to come. Uh, Karen, I, I want to thank you for spending some time with us today. And um, I, I want to end with the, the, the song that ends the album. Uh, lovely piece called I Thank My Lucky Stars. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it says a lot about you and, and your feelings with, with music and, and this art form. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It's like, you know being thankful for what you have, um, enjoying it, trying to not let, you know, the worries and troubles of the day overwhelm you and, um, you know, just just enjoying the song. It's very much about enjoying that uh, small bit of time. And, you know, I'd encourage people to go to live music or if you can't get out, to sit down with your cup of tea and sing yourself a song. Sing along. You always feel better. Put on, you know, after 10 minutes of Stevie Wonder, everybody feels better, <laughs> you know, and Very there's true. something so extraordinary about that. And I know with everybody's busy life, we can all forget that. But I suppose, yeah, that this song is about that. Um, I'm not brilliant at doing that myself, but I try to remind myself to do that. And I suppose I do have the profound privilege of doing it you know every to be honest those two hours of the gig are what I live for you know I love that time and I don't think about anything else and it's a great it's a great way actually to deal with um you know your head I think that's our old ancient way of it's probably called mindfulness mm -hmm. but that's actually what it is so I'd encourage anybody out there just sit down and sing yourself a song Absolutely. It doesn't be have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be beautiful. It's just, you know, giving yourself that time. 
Well, that's what folk music was all about, entertaining mm. yourself, mm. Not, not, not just a, 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 an exhibition sport. It's uh, yes. something you participate in. So, yes. well, well, Karen, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. And thank you for uh, releasing this album, Nine Apples of Gold. Uh, you can find it at Karen's website, KarenCasey.com and find out her tour schedule. And Karen, I hope it won't be another 20 years. I hope we can uh, get to yeah. visit again sooner next yes. time. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, well, oh, again, I, I, Thank you. Thank you, Ron. Thanks for, you know, and thanks for sorting up, sorting out the interview and everything and for all that you do. Thank you. My pleasure. We'll, we'll talk again real soon. Karen Casey. And now I thank my lucky stars and I thank my lucky stars. We had this time today. I thank my lucky stars for the sparrow in the tree. I thank my lucky stars. She sings for you and me For the blackbird and the thrush The briars in the bush I thank, thank my lucky stars I thank my lucky stars
Hello, how are you all going? Uh, my name is Karen Casey and you are listening to Traditions with Ron Alesco.